Josh at your own church. All right, now, uh, I taught on God created the woman. So I'm just re reminiscing here. God created the woman. And, and then after that, now remember, there was a why there. Why God created the woman? We went through that already. Why did I do that? Because I'm going to other places. The key word is creation. Why God created the woman. Then after that, I talk why God made the woman. Because those are two different things. Creation and formation are two different things, which you will see today in today's class. Then number three, I taught on uh, where are we going to go today because I taught God created the woman, why God created the woman, why God made the woman. Now I want to teach on what happened to the woman. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, I believe God doing this because he do not want you to believe the lies on what's going on in America. You know, we got people's America in prophecy. There was no America 2,000 years ago. You ought to be smart enough to know that. You went, took history class, amen? All right. Now, uh, what happened to the woman? I gave you some definitions of the woman. In this teaching, I'm using the woman, Israel. She's the woman. Now, you, you ought to know that if you're a Bible student. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you my... My, I'm going to read this and give you my subject first. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 20. And, and I want you to put down Hosea because I want you to go to that just a moment, uh, the book of Hosea. If you get a chance to read Hosea, I ask you to do that sometime before. You can get that on your podcast. You can Google Hosea and watch the movie. That way you just sit back, watch Hosea, the movie this week. All right, now, because it's going to show you the woman and how she, her, how she lived her life. Because this Bible is about Adam and Eve and showing the progress. Now, it, it doesn't mean the other nations was not here. Like, for example, Lebanon. Like, for example, uh, Africa. Uh, like Egypt and uh, China, all these other nations, all these other nations that you see were here. But when God created uh, Genesis, Genesis is about God creation of Adam and Eve and the nation of Israel, showing that this nation was given this Pacific land in the Middle East, and the Bible told you about this land and how the waters ran out of the garden and how there were gold was good in this land. Everything he told you, he's only talking about Israel, the nation of Israel. All right. And that's why I'm showing you now what happened to the woman. Because here I'm going to show you she was put out the garden. But everything was not about her. It was about him. It's, it was about what she did. But Adam took the blame, the fall. So let's look at this. Genesis chapter number 3. And we're going to go to verse number 20. We're going to move over to there. Uh, verse number 20. I'm not reading uh, verse 18, 19. We're going to go directly to verse 20. Let's read. And Adam gave name to all the cattle of the fowls of the air and every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. 
And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And God took one of the ribs and closed up the flesh thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman. I'm not reading the right thing. Genesis chapter 3. I'm in Genesis 2. Sounds good, didn't it? Let's go to verse 20. Genesis 3, 20, I'm sorry. Here we go. This is what God said to Adam. In thorns and thistle, verse number 20. Adam called his name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Do you understand she was? You have to understand, was is what tense? Right, past tense, because who is your mother now? Right, some of you all need to write stuff down. I just gave you that last week. All right, Sarah is your mother. I gave you that in Galatians chapter 4. Start reading verse 21 uh, down to the end of the chapter. You'll see Sarah is your mother. All right, this is the mother of all flesh. All right, that's not your mother no more. All right, so here in verse number uh, 20, it says, And Adam called his, his wife name Eve because she was the mother of all living, was. All right. And that's natural. That was the natural mother. All right. Was is the key word there. All right. Unto Adam and unto his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. I'm not teaching on that right now, but that's salvation for Adam and Eve. Because that was the lamb. The death of the lamb is how you got the coats to clothe them. And then in verse 22, and the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take, take also, remember he's only talking about the man, take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden to till the ground from which he was taken. Now he's already eaten of the tree of neither good and evil. He don't want him to eat of the tree of life so he will remain in that fallen condition. Because once you eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he ate that spiritually dead. That's what happened to him. Now God don't want to give him spiritual life in that condition. Because remember, once he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt surely die. All right. So in verse 22, the Bible said, the Lord God said, behold, the man's become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hands also and take of the tree of life and eat and live forever. He told you how you're going to live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden. See, it doesn't say the woman. He sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man. Now that word man, I believe he means male and female. And he placed at the east of the garden cherubims and a flaming sword which turneth every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Now, I believe once he put them out of the garden, this is where the question came, what happened to the woman? Because we're going to see in, in genealogy, well, let's go there now in genealogy. The genealogy book is chapter 5, and verse number 1, Genesis chapter 5, verse 1, said, this is the book of the generation of Adam. Watch this. In the day that God formed man, in the likeness of God made he him. See, she was not made in God's likeness. Male, watch this word, because you don't see this in the new covenant. There's not a word in the new covenant saying male and female. 
It's not in the new covenant. It's not in Christ. You only have male and female in the old covenant. All right. And male and female were given to them for multiplication of the flesh. So that's why you don't have multiplication of the flesh in the new covenant. That's already been given to man. All right. But in the new covenant, you have spirit. Everything is spirit. All right. So in verse 2 said, male and female created he them. See, that was back there in Genesis chapter 127. God called their name Adam in the day they were created. And, and then it says in verse 3, and Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. Now, remember when I teach the woman uh, and, and her seed, I'm going to go back to Genesis chapter 4. I'm teaching Adam's seed. The Bible's about Adam, Adam's seed. All right? Genealogy was about the man in the Old Covenant. And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son. Remember, we read Genesis 4 and 1, and the woman said, I have begotten me a man for my Lord. See, that's why you got to pick that up. It said, now Adam lived 130 years, and he begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. In the days of Adam, after he had gotten, begotten Seth, 800 years, and he begat sons and daughters. Now in verse 5 says that all the days of Adam were 930 years, and he died. So that's why I'm saying what happened to the woman. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. That's why you have to know the woman was the soul, and we know the woman of the soul had already died spiritually. That's the only death for the soul is spiritual death. So you have to know that. That's why you must be uh, put in Christ. That's why God had to come and put all men in Christ. And we're going to show you that because that's how he gave your life back. When Christ came and he died on the cross, he gave the woman her life back. All right. All right. So let's, let's move on. All right. Now what I want to do, I want to go to uh, show you a couple of things because this is going to be a lot of uh, John chapter 5, verse 39. John, the gospel of John. Chapter 5 and verse number 39. Jesus is talking to the woman. When I say that, he's talking to Israel. So when he was when he's talking to her, that's why he would say things like, you're of your father the devil. That's why here he would say John chapter 5, verse 39. Uh, Are you there? Watch what he says. Search the scripture. Now, why is he saying this? How many know what the scriptures are? The scriptures are behind you, right? If you in, if you in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the scriptures are where? In the Old Covenant, right? It's behind you. So he's saying, search the scriptures. See, that's why most people do not understand scriptures. It's Old Testament. All right? He's talking about the prophet, the Psalms, okay? Anything back, Genesis, all the way back to Malachi. The scriptures, search the scriptures. What? Because in them you think you have eternal life. See, you, can't, you didn't have eternal life in the old covenant, in the scriptures. Why? Because, the, because they are they that testify of me. All the thing that the old covenant did is testify of him. So I'm, I'm going to be going through some Old Testament things because they are types and they are shadows. 
you have to understand that the reality of the scripture did not take place in the new covenant. The Old Testament were types and shadows. The Old Testament was telling you about him, but they, he was using different names. There were parables, there were types, there were shadows. Everybody understand? So he used different people to show you Christ, but Christ did not come until the new covenant. All right, so that's why you have to understand creation. Now, what I want to do is I want to take you and show you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you this first. I want you to write these down. You're going to need this for your guideline today. Genesis chapter 1. You want to put down the word creation. As a matter of fact, you remember I said this to you before. Genesis chapter 1 is one word. What is it? Creation. Because, see, I'm going to take you into John chapter 1, and I'm going to show you the same pattern. Genesis chapter 1. So I'm showing you why you won't be deceived about we are in tribulation. How can I be so sure that we are not in tribulation? How can I be sure that there is no tribulation coming for you? How can I be sure of that? Because the Bible is what you go by. Now, I hear some folks tell you that a certain nation in the Bible is your time clock. No, it's not. All right. So don't get caught up in, in what folks say. All right. So the book of Genesis chapter 1 is, I'm just going to show you how it works. Chapter 1 is what? Creation. Now, the first chapter is when God is going to start with Israel the first dispensation. Now, you have to understand that the next dispensation is going to come. This dispensation is going to be law. Why? Because God gave Adam commandments, told him what to do and not to do. But then that's going to be gone in chapter 9. So when you get to chapter 9, you're going to see how that's going to change. All right? Second Genesis chapter 2 is formation. Genesis chapter 2 is formation. Genesis chapter 1 is creation. There was nothing formed. You could not see nothing until chapter 2. God created all things in chapter 1. Chapter 2, he formed them. You're going to see the same thing when Christ came. Number 3, temptation. So when you got to Genesis chapter 2, what will you see? Genesis chapter 2 is formation, but when you get to Genesis chapter 3, what do you see? Now you're going to see temptation. So if you go to Genesis 3, if you write these in your note, it's going to help you to understand the Bible. <clears throat> so when you go to Genesis chapter 3, you're going to know that's the chapter that the Satan tempted a woman. Now remember, everything they are doing here is what? Number one, types and shadows and parables and all this is not the reality yet. So you can't preach Genesis for salvation. Do everybody understand what I'm saying? Genesis is what? What I just tell you? Three words. No, 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 no. I gave you. I'm telling you what it is, and if you know it's not, everything is about Christ. I gave you John 5 39. Remember that verse? What I say? Search the, 
in them you think, but they are they that. So you need to put that in your writing. I'm trying to, <clears throat> before I get to where I'm going, <clears throat> I'm showing you that these things just type and shadow. They, you can't get eternal life by preaching Genesis. Nor the other books of the Old Covenant. They are just typed and shattered. They testify of Jesus. So when you read Jonah, you have to know that if I studied Jonah, then Jonah was a type of Jesus' ministry when he was put in the whale's belly or when he went down into hell. If I read Joseph, he was put in the pit. He was taken out and put on the throne. After his death in the pit, after that, he will go to the throne. If I, if I go to Moses, every person in the Bible, if I teach on them, I ought to be able to see Christ, right? That's what they're saying to you. So if you study Job, it ain't about Job suffering, is it? It's about Christ and his suffering. And he got three friends, right? Who always put him down, right? They are called Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes. Every book is telling you about Christ, but you got to understand why you in this church. You can sit here and look at me. You got a chance to learn the Bible. 44 years. It took me 44 years to be able to tell you what I'm telling you. And all you got to do is sit in the class and learn. And when you leave here, get the tape, go on your podcast, and listen again until you get it. You might not ever, ever get a chance to get it again. See, I wish somebody would have known this when I started 44 years ago. All right. Search the scripture. That's why Jesus told them, in them you think you have eternal life. They just testify of me. So Adam is just telling you what's going to happen to Jesus. Moses is telling you what Jesus is going to do. Joshua is just going to tell you what Jesus is going to do. Daniel is going to tell you that what Jesus is going to do, he's going to be in the lounge then. He's going to go into hell, and all the demonic power is not going to be able to stop him. He will come out of there untouched. Every book is telling you about Jesus and what he will do or what he has done. Are we okay now here? All right. Now, here in, uh, where I tell you to go? I told you number three is Genesis chapter three is temptation. So if you read Genesis chapter 3, what will you find? Genesis, you will find temptation. Genesis chapter 4, you will find separation. Genesis chapter 5, you will find multiplication. Genesis chapter 6, you will find generation. Genesis chapter 7, you're going to find salvation. Now, why would I find salvation in Genesis chapter 7? 
Anybody can just not look over there. What happened in Genesis chapter 7? Salvation. Noah built an ark. Why do you think he built an ark? Salvation. See, so you got to know what salvation is. Noah built an ark. Salvation. So when I come to the new covenant, Jesus is going to say up on this rock, I'll build my church. Why is he going to come build his church? Salvation. After salvation come tribulation, destruction, end of, the, end of an age. See, all of that comes after salvation. So when Jesus came, they were supposed to know it's the end of the world. That's what the Bible told you. Because now, as in the days of Noah. Hold your Bible. Let's go to Matthew 24. See, the reason why they did not know, they did not know the Bible. That's the same thing now. But what we do is we go on television, we see somebody with all of this glamour and all of this money and all of this fame, they got to know. You've been deceived, like I was. Because you're looking at what people have so you can think they know. Matthew chapter 24, we're going to start reading with verse number uh, I don't want to read a lot of this. I just want to read enough. Let's go to verse 29. Matthew, Matthew 24, 29. Now this is Jesus Christ. He's telling them what's going to happen after tribulation. What did I just tell you happened after tribulation? I mean, after salvation. Then after, he's going to tell you after that, something else is going to happen. See, if you just look at the Bible, I gave you a format. That's what God gave me before I got out of bed this morning, this format. Verse 29, immediately after tri tribulation of those days, shall the sun and be darkened, the moon shall not give a light. I'm talking about destruction now of Israel. Stars going to fall from heaven. Powers of heaven going to be shaken. And then they're going to appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And all the tribe of the earth, only somebody called tribes in the Bible is Israel. Twelve tribes of Israel. They're going to mourn. And then they shall see the Son of Man. Then they, that's not you. Then they're going to see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they're going to gather together his elect. I taught on that, right? From the four winds of heaven, from the four winds, one from each end of heaven, from each end to the other. Now learn a parable of the, of the tree. What kind of tree? Fig tree. When its branch is yet tender, it put forth leaves. You know that some is not. Now people took this verse and made Israel a nation in 1948. That's what people, see, you've got to understand something. When people don't know the Bible, other folks don't know the Bible. They just do what they do and say what they say. Israel has 12 nations. When, 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 Je when Jesus came to Israel, they had 12 nations. I read it to you when I started my census off today. I read to you the book of Acts. I said, I'm going to move up to verse 6 through 8. 
And the Apostle Paul told you that. Hold your finger right there. Let's go back. We come right back to Matthew 24. Let's go to Acts 26. This is what I first read. That's why you have to understand, I don't do nothing without a purpose. When I read something, I have a purpose to reading that. When you study behind me, you're going to know why I said something. The book of Acts, chapter 26, and I gave you The book of Acts chapter 26. And we're going to start verse 6 through 8. I'm reading the same thing I read when I opened up today. When you hear the tape, you'll know. And now I stand and I'm judged for the hope of the promise made unto the fathers, made of God unto the fathers. Under which promise our 12 tribe. That's why I keep saying if you're just marking your Bible, Twelve tribes of Israel. Nobody in this Bible got twelve tribes of nothing but Israel. See, we think we're watching the John Wayne and all of them. On the which tribe, on the which promise, our twelve tribe, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come. They were the one waiting for the Lord to come. For which hope, King Agrippa, I'm accused of the Jews. Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you? that God should raise the dead. So we know what God was coming to do to raise the dead. All right, so let's go back to Matthew chapter 25. I'm sorry, 24. Because I want to show you uh, uh, Noah, why Jesus mentioned this. Verse 32, now learn a parable. Matthew 24, 32, now learn a parable of the tree, fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and put it forth leave, you know that some is not. So likewise, you, when you shall see these things, know that it is near even at the door. Verily I said to you, this generation, now that ought to be the greatest clue you ever wanted because he told you the time. Generation is 40 years. Otherwise, within the next 40 years. Let me read it again. I said to you that in the next 40 years, All these things will be fulfilled. Verily, verily, I say to you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. When? Within the next 40 years. Jesus died when he was 30 years old. So you have from 30 years old will be the start of the tribulation period and it will end in A.D. 70. You can Google it. It'll tell you that Jerusalem was destroyed in A.D. 70. It's not hard. It's not complicated. And in verse number 35, heaven and earth. Now, you got to know heaven and earth is not talking about the planet. It's talking about Israel. Jerusalem is heaven. Israel is the earth. If you will write in your Bible some things, you won't get the seed. Heaven and earth. That's why there was an old heaven and earth passed away. And then God created a new heaven, new earth. Somewhere down the line, you're going to have to believe it was it, Jerusalem and Israel. That's what your Bible told you. See, if you're studying the word Jerusalem, it will show you that's the new heaven and the old heaven. Because that's where God lived. On earth was Jerusalem. Pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why did, why did they have Jerusalem? Because that's where God 
would come. And that's why David's throne was in Jerusalem. It was the place of the king's throne. So that's why the Old Testament people of Israel, they prayed toward Jerusalem. Go study the book of Daniel. When he prayed, he, they had to pray toward Jerusalem. That's what's called faith toward God. That's why they couldn't have faith toward God no more. Okay. Heaven and earth is going to pass away. My words shall not pass away. Now we're in verse 36. I read everything else to get to the verse 36. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Now people that take that verse, when Jesus said that, why? Because nobody had the Holy Ghost. That's why nobody else knew. But before he left, he says, I will send you the comforter, and he's going to do what? He's going to teach you all things. He's going to bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I said to you. That's what you got to put together. Not let some knucklehead walk around and tell you nobody can know because he don't have the spirit. Why did God give you the spirit? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. That you might know the thing that freely given you of God. See, if you know the word, you know that person don't. And verse number uh, 37, finally got here. But as the days of Noah were, I told you what was the days of Noah. I gave you one word. Thank you. Salvation. You got to write it down. You ain't got it yet. The days of Noah were salvation. What did Noah do in his day? Come on. Come on now. What did he do? He built the ark. Why? To save man. Can't you see salvation? Why did Jesus come? To say, upon this rock, I will build my church. Why? Salvation. People get in the church, be a part of that church, they will save. See, you're saved when you're part of the body of Christ. But the, as the days of Noah were, if you don't know what happened in the days of Noah, you don't know what he's talking about. They didn't. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be. What's the next verse? For as in the days of Noah, that were before the flood. Wait a minute. They were before the flood when Jesus came. If you know what the flood was for, what was the flood for? I gave it to you. I said, after salvation, write these down, come tribulation. See, if you'll, if you'll go by your, what you got, you'll know what I'm saying. It's not going to lie to you. After salvation came tribulation. So as the days of Noah were, well, the days of Noah were salvation. Well, after that, it's going to come what? Tribulation. So why did they build the ark? Because what was coming? Tribulation was coming. Don't let it break your neck. Fall over. Help a brother. Help a brother out. All right. But as the days of Noah what? Do everybody see this now? See, you have to be able to read. As the days of Noah what? What, what, what the days of Noah? Salvation. What, what came after salvation? That's what he's telling them. Tribulation is coming. So you about to try to get me. You rejected me, but tribulation is coming. So what is the book of Revelation about? Hold, hold your finger. 
Hold your finger. Revelation chapter 1. See, the, the key is, and I don't say this to put you down, the problem is people don't know. But the problem is when people don't know, don't think you know, don't act like you know. Get the teaching I'm giving you now and study it. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. I asked you what the book of Revelation was about. Here we go. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave to him to show unto his servants, John, things must shortly come to pass. So what did Jesus tell him was getting ready to happen? I'm back. Let me say it again. Jesus came as in the days of Noah, as in the days of salvation. After salvation would come tribulation. Now John says, I'm giving you the revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you everything Jesus Christ said. Wow. I'm telling you now everything Jesus Christ says. He gave this to me to show you the thing that must shortly come to pass. He told you it was going to come shortly. I'm telling you about it. And he sent and signified to John by his angels who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that read it and they that hear the words of this prophecy and, and keep those things which are written. The time is at hand. Jesus told you it was coming as the days of Noah. So John come and say, the time is at hand. And yet you miss it. I don't know why. You're listening to somebody else. That's all that could be, like I did. Verse 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. John is writing to seven churches now. You can Google this on your phone. The seven churches of the Revelation. And they will show you that every one of them was torn down. And you will see all the Greek gods standing behind all of those things. And yet folks today are worshiping what? Greek gods. That's amazing. Why don't you listen to the seven churches of Revelation? They were all torn down. They got a half a face, half a head. Don't you realize what Jesus did when he went into, when he went into Egypt? He destroyed their gods. All right. John, we're in Revelation chapter 1, verse number 4. I, I'm, I'm going to have to skip down because I have to go to verse 9. I can't read all this. Just skip down to verse 9 from me back behind the scene. And verse 9 says, I, John, who, 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 am, who also am your brother and companion where? I ask you, where were they? They're in tribulation. Why? Because tribulation came after what? Salvation. See, if you just write down what I gave you and look at that, put that down, blow it up, put it, blow it up, put it somewhere. In front of your Bible, you always know. After salvation came tribulation. Tribulation brought you to a new dispensation. If I go to, if I go to chapter number nine, in a moment, I'm going to show you, you had a new covenant. And it went over and over again. Let's go back to Genesis and let's go through this. Genesis chapter one. And from here, I'm going to go to John one and one. Now, this is what you ought to do. You ought to take your little pretty pencil one day, 
one we get in the storehouse that don't bleed through your Bible, and put the word creation. Your Bible should have that. That's number one. And then, number chapter two, you ought to have formation. Now, why do you need formation? Because nothing was seen, wasn't it? Creation, everything is invisible. So you're, if you keep it, note, creation what? Everything is what? Invisible. So that's why you don't have nothing. You got it all done, but it's all invisible. So now when you get formation, now everybody can see what has been created, right? At least you can say it right. I mean, all I'm doing is trying to get you a degree. This is what I just said. I'm trying to get you a degree. And the way you get a degree is agree. See what is invisible. So formation is what? You got to now see what's invisible. All right. Now, that's true. So chapter three, I should know what happened. This is, how, this is why man failed. Why? Because there was... This was a temptation. I should have you to send a check in the mail for giving you all this information. Go to, go to chapter 4. Now, what, what is chapter 4? Separation. What, what is God going to do here? He's going to separate these two boys. Cain and Abel. See, once they were separated, now you're going to know one is evil and one is good. So you can see what he's doing. He's separating the good from the evil from the good. I want you to put down something because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there just a moment because uh, a lot of people don't understand how the word works. So uh, put down Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 4. I'm sorry, I don't want Jeremiah 15, verse 4. Let me see what I want. 15, 16. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16 through 19. Put that down. That's what I asked you for the other day that you didn't find. All right. Chapter 4, I gave you separation. Now let's go to chapter 5. You ought to see genealogy. Pardon? Yeah, I got it backwards. It's multiplication, but it should be gen gen generation. Or genealogy. Generation. If you look at uh, Adam, you'll see the generation of, right? All right. Then the next chapter, you'll see multiplication. I'm sorry, I had them backwards. Uh, so number four, number five. Number five is what now? Generation. I got them backwards. And then number six is what? It's multiplication. Now, wa now watch what, how it's going to say. Genesis chapter 5, you do see the genealogy in chapter 5, right? Can I just get up? I'm asking you a question. You do see Genesis chapter 5, that's gene genealogy. Are you looking at Genesis chapter 5? Do you see the word genealogy? Maybe I need, um, let me go on, I don't know do you want this or not, so, but I got to I gotta do it for my tape, okay? All right. I'm showing you why people don't know. 
They don't participate. It's like you sit up in a classroom and just look, you're not going to get nothing. When somebody talking to you, you need to say something. Let me know you're out there. Hello? Anybody out there? Hey, hey. You got to get some better Saturday nights before you want good Sunday mornings. All right. What time I go to bed, hon? Early. See, 7 o'clock is real good for me. All right. Now, you see genealogy. Did y'all see genealogy chapter 5? Now, don't kid me. All right. Honey, you're going to answer for them. Help, help them out, okay? Genesis chapter 6. They'll help you out the next service. Genesis chapter 6. What do we see? Right. Let's read the verse 1. Because number, next is multiplication, isn't it? Thank y'all for saying something. I just want to know, are you there? Or I need somebody to just... I remember when I used to watch Fred Price, he would always like, stop. And say, everybody stand up. I always wonder, why is he doing that? Because he had half the folk in the church sleep. Chapter 5. I gave you a genealogy, right? All right, generation. Chapter 6, multiplication, you see it? Let's read verse 1. Read. And it came to pass when men began to what? So now you had multiplication. Now this is when you're going to get into a lot of stuff because men began to multiply. But then what's going to happen in the next chapter? Salvation. Remember, chapter 7 is what? Salvation. That's why you always have to mark in your Bible. Now, salvation came before the flood. I said, salvation came before the flood. So I have to know how, how God operates. He always give me the word before the situation. But see, I stay my little behind at home and I don't want the word. And then when the situation comes, I'm boohooing. I'm just boohooing. Reverend Crumb, Pastor, help me, I'm boohooing. Because you wasn't here. See, you don't get the word. That's why what happened to people. God give you salvation before the flood. Flood is the tribulation, the trial, the persecution. He gave you the word first. That's why he said about Israel, my people destroy for lack of knowledge. They don't want the word. I'm not angry. I just, I know the process and I keep seeing people who don't have nothing and they think they're going to get it by hitting the number. They just, I keep playing this number. I keep playing. Listen, listen at me. You, listen, if anybody was going to hit it, I would have hit it. <laughs> much money, much money I spent on that stuff. It's not made for you. It's made to take your money. The system ain't made for you to get rich. They already told you, we're going to do this so we can have money for all of these Schools and everything. And you, 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 I'm, I'm going to win that jack. You're not going to win nothing. And by the time you win something, that's how much you have put in it for the last 20 years. And now you win $500. Oh, I hit it big. But look at the last, look at the last 20 years. You spent how much? Nobody knew about that. Just okay, salvation, salvation is chapter 7. Uh, and that is seven, right? Seven chapter, right? How many learning? 
All right, so you know what to look for. So how can you be in the dispensation of grace, another covenant, and still waiting on tribulation? Tribulation comes after what? See, if I can just get this part, somebody, somebody help me. Come on, y'all got to help me today. I just can't, I got too much in me for you to sit and look at me. Do you know why God gave me that camera? Because that's where I'm going. I'm going to leave you. And the only reason it's going to happen is God's going to do it because you don't want this. When God gives you somebody that got the word, if you don't use it, he will take me somewhere else. Don't you understand the cry of my heart? I want to be here with you. I, all I can do is tell you. <laughs> you come in here one morning, I'll be standing up here, me and Sister Crump, we got something to tell y'all. Now you'll be like, where well, our pastor going? See, that's what happened with Jesus. That's the same thing happened with Jesus. God gave them the word, they didn't want it. He took the word and took it to the Gentiles. All right, that's chapter 7. Chapter 7 is salvation. After salvation comes tribulation. All right, that's chapter 7. So let's go to chapter 8 and see what happened. Can't you see the next chapter with the flood? It began chapter 7, but it also the ark was finished, chapter 8, with, with the flood. Now, what happened after that? Chapter 9, what was that? Did I give it to you? I gave you chapter number 9. It was a starting, a new beginning. It's a dispensation of grace. Do you see chapter 9 was what? Can you see it? The Noah covenant? Noah did what? He found what? He found grace. That's where grace started. After tribulation came grace. So you can't let nobody deceive you. Salvation came. Jesus came. He brought salvation. That's what Titus told. He has come and brought. Let's go to Titus chapter 2 verse 11. See, salvation already came. That's why you know, that's why Jesus know, as in the days of Noah, so should have come to the Son of Man be. After salvation will come tribulation. So how can you sit here and let somebody tell you that these are the last days? See, you know why people don't know that? Because they don't know what you know. So don't go out there and just, yeah, you right about that because they had that stuff over here and they got, so you see Israel, what they going through over there and you see over here, you, you, you know this ain't never happened over here and in in, 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 over here where you have this, uh, what name is place in Mexico that all these rich folk go to, what it's called? Acapulco. Did you see it? You know this the last day. See what you're going by? Modern events. Had nothing to do with the Bible. The Bible's about Israel. It ain't about the United States and China and Russia and Ukraine. This Bible ain't about that. See, I, my prayer for you is you don't get deceived. That's my prayer for you. People are so gullible for information and it had nothing to do with the Bible. People will sit up and listen to somebody counsel. Counsel, no word, just counseling, telling you what you ought to do for a whole hour. And you think that's the Bible. That coming out that man's heart, out of his head, his experiences. 
They're not going to help you. All right, what I tell you to go to? Titus 2. From the book of Titus. This is what I do. When I say that, I don't just talk. This is what I do. You can die and go to hell. It's not going to be my fault. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. See, this has already happened. Watch what he's going to tell them. The grace of God that bringeth what? Salvation hath. Hath. Can you see has past tense? So because they said that, Paul said that, what's supposed to be next? That's what you got to understand. You don't need nobody to tell you. You need to study the Bible and cut that stuff off all day and all night. All them folk you watching is dead. That's why they're black and white. And then what they do is they make some in color just so you'll get to see. You know them folk dead. But that's what you like. I grew up on that girl. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. Read. The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appealed to all men. Well, he brought salvation. Who came and brought salvation? Some of y'all still don't know who came and brought salvation. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Let's go to John. Let's show you who brought it. See, I have to have an audience. And I don't want to turn to the camera. I want to turn to you. I guarantee if you saw the people out there on this television, how they receiving this word, it would make you jealous. And I believe that's what God really want to do. John chapter 1. God told you what Jesus brought. The grace of God that bringing salvation has appealed to all men. What did he bring? Here it is. John chapter 1 and verse 16 and 17. Told you what he brought you. And of his fullness have we all received. Hold your hands out and say, I have received. I have received. Of all his fullness. Right. You have already received it. What's that? What's the next verse? And grace for grace. That's what he's talking about. He has brought you grace upon grace. You're supposed to say, Lord, I received it past tense. Past tense. As long as you've been in church, you should have received it by now. See, you don't understand grace. Grace means fully, rest fully restored. If you have... If you are in grace, you're supposed to be. It's already happened. You just, it's got to manifest. So every area of your life must be fully restored. That's what the grace came in your life to do. See, we, 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 we have received grace, but we don't know what it's for. I looked at God in the mirror the other day, and I said, Lord, I thank you for fully restoring everything in my life. See, some of you all don't know what you lost. 
See, I could say some things, but I don't want to you know, mess with nobody else. But I look at my life. I'm going to use my health, for example. And I said, Lord, I thank you for fully restoring my health. That's what grace is for. That's what the grace in your life to do, to fully restore everything. And, and watch this, watch this. If you go back to Adam, the mind Adam had before he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil was the same mind of God. How many know what mind you got now? See, you got to understand, you have the mind of Christ. Why? Because it's been restored. That means that with your mind and your tongue now, you can speak life. Why? Because it's been restored. But see, everybody don't want this. Everybody just feel like I just... Let me, let me show you. Let me show you. Here he says, for the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came. Now, if you don't have it, it's not... You just say you received it, so... But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. He brought you grace and truth. So you ought to be able to put Titus chapter 2 right beside that. In verse 11. Because he brought you salvation. But you got to know what he brought you. He brought you grace. Let's go to Jeremiah. I'm going to close out. I got about three or four minutes, I'm going to close out with this because I want this to be on each one of my tapes because there are some things that God says to me as your pastor. Uh, Jeremiah chapter uh, 15 and verse 16. Jeremiah is talking to God. It's going to come to your camera, sir. Jeremiah is talking to God. And he want to know why God is not using him no more. Jeremiah say, thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word were unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Now watch what he says. He went through the separation period. He said, I sat not in the assembly of the mockers. See, I don't go to churches like that. I don't be around people like that, that mocks the body of Christ, nor rejoiced. I sat alone because of your hand, for thou hast filled me with indignation. Now, this is what Jeremiah was going through in his, in his heart, and he was wondering why. He says, why is my pain perpetual? Why is my wound incurable? Why I can't get healed like other folk? Why my body refuses to be healed. Will thou be altogether to me as a liar? Now, Jeremiah talking to God. And a water that failed. This is what God said to Jeremiah. Are you going to be to me as a liar? Are you going to be like water that's failed? Therefore, thus said the Lord, if you return then I will bring thee again. That word bring thee means to restore you. If you return, or if you will come now and serve me, I'll restore you again. 
And then you will be able to stand before me and serve me. If you take forth the precious from the vile. Now the word precious there is the wholesome words. If you would take my words from the vile words, because you can't speak for me and your flesh. He let Jeremiah know, you want to speak for me, but most of your words is foolishness. You got to separate God's words from your words. God's word must be a part of your everyday life. You got to get rid of the old words. If you can do this, thou shalt be as my mouth. Let them return to thee, but return not to them. Stop using other folks' words for me. I gave you my words. That's what God told Jeremiah. Let me show you why. Proverbs 15, 4. And after this, I'm going to go to 1 Timothy 6, 3. We're going to close. My time is gone. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 4. See, a wholesome word. I gave you this last week, but I don't want you to forget this. Uh, that's why I got to say it over. Proverbs 15 and 4. A wholesome tongue. Now, if you got a pretty decent Bible, it'll give you a reference. My reference says, the healing of the tongue. So you want to speak for God? You want your tongue to heal? You want your tongue to deliver people? You can't have his words and the enemy words in the same mouth. James gave you that. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. That's what I want to bring you to in this house. A wholesome tongue is the healing of the tongue. See, that's what the tongue was given to you before Adam ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It was given for the healing. It was given to heal. Death and life in the old covenant says is in the power of what? Of the tongue. That's why it says that. But it's death and life now. In the book of Genesis, before we ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, death was not in the tongue. Just life. See, that's what happened. Death and life. That's, it shouldn't be death and life. That's what he means. You got to separate the presence from the vow. First Timothy chapter 6. Last verse. First Timothy chapter 6. Can I do that after NLT? One verse. First Timothy 6 and 3. First Timothy, when you, when you find it, stay on your feet because I'm out of time. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 3. I'm going to read this out of the NLT. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 3. Verse, put it on the screen, would you? First Timothy 6 and 3 out of the NLT. Watch what Paul goes to say. Some people may contradict our teaching. I'm going to wait on the screen. 
First Timothy chapter six and verse three. Paul told Timothy, teach these things. Timothy, encourage everyone to obey them. Are we going to have 1 Timothy 6? If not, I can read out of King James. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 3. Some people may contradict our teaching, but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings, 1 Timothy 6 and 3, verse 3. Some, some people may contradict our teaching, but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings promote a godly life. See, see, the words that you are getting here is to do what? Promote a godly life. Your life will never change until this change. Until you start speaking God's word, your life never changes. So that's why I, I, I'll probably be a little hard on you because I want you to change. I want you to be able to understand how change takes place. You got to speak God's words. But these are the wholesome teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings promote a godly life. Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lack understanding. The next part of that verse. Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lack understanding. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to question us. Quibble overview, the meaning of words. They stir up arguments. See, all this other stuff, because they, they have the other words in their mouth. Come on, get it on a great big hand. So to be able to change your life, you've got to change your words. That's why I'm giving you the word. I give you a lot of word. And the reason why is because I want you to begin to speak the word. As you begin to study the word, speak the word, you begin to see your life. You eat from your own tongue. That's why you just can't just run your mouth. Be around folks just, ab, 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 just shut up, man. You don't have anything to say. So you're around people, you got you to... That's why you got to pretty much choose people you're going to be around. Because they help set the course of your life. Come on, let's give the Lord a great big hand. Come on, let's thank him for the word in this house today. Thank him for his word. Believe me, I haven't begun. I have not begun on you today. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is how you get the word. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is where you have to begin. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and where you stand by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. That's why he keeps saying you've got to remember what's been preached to you. For I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scripture. See, the enemy comes and takes the word out of your heart. Matthew chapter number 13, Mark chapter 4, Luke chapter 8. you got to understand, you get the word of God today, you go right back to the, to the other stuff you watching every day on TV. You get home, the first thing you do is right back to the television all day. You not, it's going to take everything out your heart you got today. You read that sometimes. That's why there are four things Jesus told us in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew chapter 13, Mark chapter 4, Luke chapter 8. 
the soul sows the word. But then the enemy comes immediately and do what? Take the word out of your heart. And that's why your life never changes. You can't just keep hearing the word, hearing the word, and go back and put the TV on all day and all the night and soak up everything on there. And now you're like, you don't know nothing I'm preaching. Hey, you got to get the word. Christ died for our sins. He was buried and God raised him from the dead. You got to get the word. Getting the word is one thing, but you're going to learn how to keep it. Your life is going to grow. You're never going to be the same. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.